and we're back. Yes. Yeah. Round two. Yes. First of all, before we say anything, I would just like to say happy Christmas or happy holidays, wherever you are. Uh, yeah. I just wanted to get that out there. Yeah. And I want to say thank you to everyone who has listened or supported us throughout this process. It's been an interesting one, to say the least. Yeah, it definitely has. And that goes for me as well. I'm, I'm very thankful to everyone who supported both of us in this adventure. Which is, I shall say. Yeah. So for right. today's episode, we have decided to do a Disney Christmas-themed one. Yeah. So I don't know about everyone else, but I love Disney, and I also love Christmas, so I thought, why not put them together? And I'm sure Jaina thought the same. Yeah, and this is going to be your first and only warning for this, but there is an, an obvious spoiler warning in effect. Yeah. If you haven't the seen films it, we will... Yeah. Sorry, I'll, I'll let you finish this with the spoiler alert. Yeah. If you haven't seen films, get off this episode and then return when you have finished. Get unless back you on. Get, unless you want to get spoiled, in which case I don't care. Say. Enter at your own risk. Enter at your own risk. Uh, which movie yes. should we start with? Um, should we do the more recent ones? Because I think you would have seen them more than the the earlier ones, which I would have grown up with. Yeah, that's no, there is Noel that came out on Disney Plus. I want to say last year. It came out in America last year, and it came out this Christmas in the UK and a lot of other ter- territories. Um, so yes. Uh, what? Oh no! Have you seen Noel? Not till Wednesday. Okay. Well, I saw it a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, and for those listening, we are recording this ahead of time because, well, we can. Yes, and it also because because of Christmas, it works better with our schedules. Um, so Noel is an interesting one because. Most Christmas films, you have Father Christmas, and then usually it's his son and daughter um, who is the, the main character and generally has to go on through a long journey of self-discovery. In Noel, the interesting thing is it's actually Santa's sister, which was a bit of a different spin on the, on the story, so to speak. There are quite a lot of funny moments, mainly because Santa is very clumsy and doesn't do a lot of things right. So, uh, after misinterpreting his sister's advice of taking the weekend off, she then has to travel from the North Pole to... uh, I think it's Phoenix. It is Phoenix to find her brother 
and to bring him back before Christmas so that he can be Santa. There are lots of um, bumps along the road as with any film. I won't tell you all of them because then there'll be no point watching the movie. Um, I think the big, the big thing is the twist at the end, which I actually quite like. Um, is it okay to say the twist? That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So instead of her, so instead of the brother being Santa, Noel, who's the, which is the actual character's name, becomes Santa. And Noelle so, is Kendrick, right? Pardon? Noelle is played by Anna Kendrick. Yeah, she is. So she becomes Santa right at the end of the film. Uh, because, as all the other elves says, for 2,000 years, it has always been a man. So why can't they have a woman? <laughs> I don't think they say that exactly, but it's something like that. Yeah. So how would you rate uh, the film? On a scale of like A to F, how would you rate it? I would rate it probably B. Because there could have been like a couple of improvements. But on the whole, it was a really good, enjoyable movie. And the one thing I loved was that there wasn't a love interest. <laughs> because that really frustrates me. Because it feels like it's like the classic thing of you know you have to you know you have to fall in love when because that's the only way you'll be happy which is totally not true so yeah I definitely rate it B that's good now when I was growing up I watched Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas a lot oh I love that film yeah I watched it again a few weeks ago and it was still good, don't get me wrong, but it wasn't as good as I remember. Yeah, I think that's the thing. When you rewatch something as an adult that you watched when you were a child, you see a lot more of the flaws because it's not... I wouldn't say magical because I don't feel like that's the right word, but that's the only way I can think of right now. Um, as it was when you were a kid. I don't know about Jane, but that's how I certainly have found things. It was a nostalgia. Yes. I think that's the thing. It's like, you don't... You don't have the same point of view, I think, is the problem. Yeah. Having having watched Once Upon a Time... Once Upon a Time... uh, (laughs) Once Upon a Christmas, um, it was enjoyable, but I didn't get how the stories kind of related if that makes sense like it kind of felt like yeah I kind of wanted them to relate more other than the fact that they were Christmas but they all came together at the end which I mean is a good thing yeah I think they all get together at the end and sing carols which is nice but I kind of wanted a bit more interaction yeah Okay, how would you rate the film? I would also give it a B, just for the nostalgia factor. Yeah, I'd say the same. Now, since we've done Once Upon a Christmas, 
Might as well do twice upon a Christmas. With the superior version, in my opinion, and I'm sure it's yours as well. Definitely. Because you say you watch it on repeat. Yes. Yeah, one of the things about me is that I watch my favourite things repeatedly. So I've watched it every day, roughly, this month. Something like that. Um, yeah, I think... <laughs> I think the difference is there's a lot more um, correlation in between all the characters because obviously, although they're their own separate uh, characters and obviously they have their own kind of films and universe, if you like, but they all do relate to each other. So they're part of a bigger universe, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So there were there were more short stories in Twice Upon a Christmas than there were in Once Upon a Christmas. Yeah, there was, and they were more relatable as well. Like that, you could like I think in one of them you have done getting fed up because um, all he can hear is Christmas music, music, and he drives them nuts. I don't know about Jaina, but I certainly can relate to that. You know, going out. If it wasn't 2020, going out and doing Christmas shopping you know, with all the crowds and the Christmas music, it does get a bit... Um, it does make me hate the holidays slightly because of all the um, commercial side, which kind of takes, for me at least, takes away from the actual meaning of Christmas. Yeah, shout out to the, to the retail and central workers that have to listen to constant Christmas music right now. Yes. We all know too. that one song that constantly plays. And we realise how irritating that must be to listen to that song repeatedly. Um, so, moving on. Uh, we we... Pardon? Oh we yeah, it's not great. Um, I'm very forgetful. That an A minus. Yeah, I'll give an A minus as well. Shall we talk about your favourite Christmas film? Yes, we shall. Now, um, if you um, heard the last uh, episode, you would know that my favourite film ever is Beauty and the Beast. And they actually did a Christmas version, which came out when I was 97, so I would have been four quick bit matter um and as you can imagine it is my favorite film not only because it's got my favorite characters in it but because i love how it adds to the story it kind of sh- it shows how the beast became the beast like and why he's so grumpy to be example so in the in the film he obviously gets cursed for being a bit of a meanie. Uh, and that actually happened on Christmas. Which uh, kind of leads up. It's not a sequel as such. It's what's called a, a mid-equal. So you have prequels and sequels. And you have also have films that kind of sit in the middle of a film. And that's what this does. So it, sets, it is set just after... The wolves attack in the animated version. So that's when this is set. 
and it actually shows how the beast kind of warms up and two bell which is quite nice it's not like um it's not an instant thing it takes pretty much the entire movie for him to actually kind of warm up they obviously have moments where you know he's absolutely lovely and then they have moments where he's complete meanie uh yeah i think what i i have not yeah. seen this film but i will be watching if that's on my watch list for christmas eve and christmas day because what else is there to do this year that is so true and it is it is to watch on my list if i can nag my parents into watching it with me since I can't answer this question, how would you rate it? Um, purely because it's my favourite film, so my favourite Christmas film, actually. I'm slightly biased towards it. Um, I'd probably give it an A minus because yeah, there could be there could be a couple of improvements, but on the whole, it's a good movie. Yeah. Um. But, there is a film um, I don't know if Jaina has seen, but I used to watch a lot growing up, which is called um, Mickey's Magical Christmas. It was a spin-off Christmas film of a TV show called House Mouse, which I used to watch loads as a kid. And I absolutely love the film because it has so many... It has like original stories um, of the characters, and then it also has like the classic Christmas stories. So it has uh, Christmas Carol and the Nutcracker, which I think are probably the two most famous Christmas stories of all time. And they put a Disney spin on it. And I have to say, Nutcracker is very interesting. Sorry, and I just had to get yeah. that in there. In case any of our viewers want, our listeners want to feel old, House of Mouse is six months older than me. It came out in 2001. I think. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. No, yeah. 2000. 2000. 2001. Yeah. It came out when I was... You would have been seven. Because you weren't Thank quite you. I'm very bad at maths. No, it would have been eight. Not in general. Yeah. <laughs> I'm terrible at maths. So am I, but I, I just know our birthdays are like a week apart. They're actually exactly a week, weirdly. Yeah. Um, so, I would and rate I- this film. Um, again, a B, because there could have been a couple of improvements. Maybe made it a bit longer and had a bit more, a bit more of the original story, a bit more original stories in. But it was still a really good movie, and I love the version of both Christmas, uh, Christmas, I say Christmas Crackman, <laughs> the Nutcracker, and a Christmas Carol. Yeah. Here's the question since it's, there's a 90% chance it's not there, would it get a higher rating if it was on Disney Plus? Probably. 
<laughs> but it is on um, uh, a UK uh, streaming service, so that makes up for it. Yeah. Yeah, America is spoiled when it comes to Disney Plus. We have all the like animated series of like Hercules, Aladdin. Yeah. All the series I used to watch as a kid before school when I was like eight. It's what we used to watch before dad used to drop us off at the at the bus stop and wait for the bus to come. Yeah. So which of course is not available on the UK Disney Plus, because why would it be? Yes. So, um, anyway. Would you like? Would you like to do a film next? I feel like I've done like the last three films. Um, what about the Muppet Christmas Carol? Since we're talking about Christmas Carol, yes. Have you seen that? Many times. I absolutely love it, and I love Michael Caine. What's his name? The guy who plays Scrooge. Yeah. I'll look it up later. I think it's Michael Caine. I absolutely love him as Scrooge. He's brilliant. And I do love the Muppet twist. It does make it funny. And it also gives it a, a more narrated feel. Yeah. Than the... Uh, maybe the... Because uh, it doesn't feel like it's from anyone's point of view. Because most right. of the time, when you have a narrated film, it's from the point of view of a particular character. Yeah. Whereas this is kind of, it's kind of told from the, the supposedly the authors. And I put that in inverted commas, but you can't see. Yeah. Uh, point of view. Yeah. What would you rate it? I'd give it an A. I'd give it an A. Yeah, I'd give it an A as well. Who's your favorite Muppet? I love Miss Piggy. <laughs> I find she's hilarious. For all the wrong reasons. Yeah. My favorite, well, my favorite is Animal. Now it's, well, now oh. it's Animal. Mainly That's because cool. we're both drummers. Yeah. Although he's not sensitive to sound, Amy and I are both sensitive to sound. So. Yeah, so she's a bit of a bummer. Yeah, that, that does complicate things. <laughs> it really does. You would be surprised the amount of things it complicates, actually, when you think about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't get it unless you live it. Yeah, a hundred percent. Now, what, what did you no. think of a, the Mickey Christmas Carol? Oh, my God. I love it. Yeah. It actually came out way before I was born, which is unusual for films that I like. I generally like them when when they came out about when I was alive. Um, but it is still so good. Although it's a, a lot shorter, it still has the essence of Christmas Carol. And I love how they added Scrooge McDuck as Scrooge. That's actually a proper character. In case no one knows that, knew that. It yeah, wasn't yeah. just added for. So. Um, and he is actually Donald's uncle. Yes. Um, so, I did love how um, they used different Disney characters. So they used um, Jiminy Cricket from Pinocchio. Um, 
Pete, Jiminy uh, Cricket is Ghost of Christmas Past. Ghost of Christmas Future is Pete, uh, which is also another Mickey Mouse character. Um, and then the, the middle one is the giant from a really old uh, Disney film. Which I cannot remember the name of, but it came like out in like the forties, so fairly old. And he is the Christmas ghost of Christmas present. And I love how they've added like different Disney characters to kind of make it like more Disney. Yeah. Anyway, I, I have not seen this film, but I'm in the ma- middle of a massive Star Wars marathon right now on Disney Plus, so I'm a little forgiven. Well, no, you are. Yeah, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, Amy and I will be able to do a group watch. One of these days. Yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah. If the the technology works in our favor, ouch. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, speaking of Christmas Carol, I don't think you can do Christmas. Did we actually rate that film? We don't think we did. What would you rate it? I well, haven't you... seen it. <laughs> I forgot that one. Well, I would give it an A, just because it actually, even though I think it's, like, it's about 25 minutes long, but it still has the essence of Christmas Carol, which I adore. Since you're talking about how short that film is, would you say Muppet Christmas Carol padded out the runtime to make it longer? Yes, they gave it more of a... Um, they actually stuck to more of the script. If you watch them back to back, you actually notice how they changed certain things. They, um, in the Muppets, they made it a lot more Victorian as well. Yeah. So, one of the lines I remember quite clearly is, speak comfort to me, which, you know, speak nicely to me. Um... I don't think you can mention Christmas Carol without mentioning the 2007 Disney's At Christmas Carol with Jim Carrey as Scrooge and Colin Firth as the nephew Fred. Is this the animated one? Yes, it is. Okay. Yeah, that's also on my watch list. So, I... I... I, ha- I have, I-, I did watch him when I was a lot younger, but I recently rewatched it with um, my parents and sister, funny enough, as a group watch um, a couple of weeks ago. And I liked how they changed things. Whereas probably Muppet and, um, and uh, Mrs. Christmas Carol are more aimed for much younger children, so there's nothing scary. They did age up a little bit, so there are not many, but are a few creepy scenes. They're not like bad. This coming from somebody who hates horror films with a huge passion. But I liked how they they kind of made it so it's more towards the older kids and adults rather than just. You know, the, the kind of like the, the the four to eight year olds. So, personally, my rating would probably be a B because 
it's still a bit creepy and I don't particularly like creepy <laughs> so that's the reason it's downrated otherwise it would have been an A uh, any other films you'd like to talk about well, while you're talking about creepy I thought I'd seg- do a little segue into a cult classic that I don't think either one of us understands oh I know where this is going carry Nightmare on here before Christmas yeah Coincidentally, I actually know somebody, and that's their one of their favourite Christmas movies. But yeah. I literally watched five minutes of it and turned it off because I just didn't understand it. Yeah, well, the age-old debate is the Halloween or Christmas movie. Apparently, Tim Burton came out and said it's a Christmas movie. Yes, because although it has Halloween characters, it is actually... So this, the Halloween characters end up in a Christmas town. Yeah. Um, and they then have to uh, save the town. That much I do know. Yeah. I, my cousins were Jack and Sally last this Halloween. Cool. So, they, so I, I'm tempted to like reach out to my aunt and be like, can you explain this film? Because I watched it three times. One, my parents watched it my third time. So my parents and I watched it together. And we didn't understand it at all. And I had seen it twice beforehand. Oh. Well, doesn't bode well for me then. My mom did suggest it for me, but I said absolutely not. And there are there is some scary imagery, particularly in the Halloween scenes. So yeah. it's definitely geared more towards like adults, like the old, like the teenagers and like like Amy's age or my age. Yeah. I mean I I, I do believe it came out in the nineties though. I could be wrong. Ninety three. Yep. Oh my god. Thank you, I feel old. <laughs> I would have been like six months old. I was born in 93. Yep. Now I feel really old. <laughs> anyway, um, any other Christmas films? Disney ones? Would, um, oh no, let's rate it first. How would you rate Chris, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas? D. Yeah. No, I only I... watched five minutes of it, but definitely. My favourite... My favorite scene is the This Is Halloween scene, which is like right at the beginning of the film. The only song I've actually watched is What's This? And that's, that an was... that's also iconic, but not as iconic as like the This Is Halloween. Yeah, it was because I was watching the Disney holiday sing along uh, the other week, and it just happened to be in that. Yeah. Um, now I thought of an interesting idea. Okay. If we, were to, if we were able to create a Disney Christmas film, what would it be? Who would be in it? And would it be animated or live action? Interesting question. Are we talking Disney characters? You could make up your owner. Uh, I think well, it would definitely have to be animated. 
because I much prefer animated films to live action. Uh, it just makes more. You have you can have more fun with it by playing with the laws of physics slightly. Um, I'm not good at making up characters, so I probably just use <laughs> the Disney ones because it's just easier for me. Uh, oh, Bell. That's a given. Uh, oh, Pocahontas, Lumiere, Miko. I love Miko. He's the little um, raccoon in Pocahontas. Yep. It is quite old film. Uh, not my many people like that. Uh, thinking Sebastian. I love Sebastian. He's hilarious. Uh, Tiana from Princess and the Frog. Yep, she needs more screen time, especially. Definitely. Yeah. Um. I would say Moana, but I actually don't like the film. So. Unpopular opinion. Neither of us are fans of Moana. I'm. My reason simply is because I used to have to listen to the soundtrack quite a lot. So it kind of put me off a bit, really. I I like that Moana didn't have a love interest. Yeah, that would that was quite good. But however, the film was originally just going to be about Maui and have Moana as a side character. Yeah, she was supposed to be have uh, she was supposed to be one of nine and the only girl, so she was supposed to have brothers. Yeah, I just yeah. yeah, I just think they could have gone with the uh, original storyline and just. Yeah. Um. So who who what? Um, I'm repeating your question back at you. Yeah. Um. I would do like a Disney Plus original. Okay. They seem to be all the rage these days. Yes, they do. So like. Oh, my, mine would have Lady and the Tramp in it. Quick mention. I was gonna. I'd do live action. Fair. Uh, and I would have it I don't really know I would probably make up my own character <laughs> but not but maybe having like a character having to learn like or not having to learn but learning how to cope with like loud because you don't see that in media often yeah yeah, Amy I know what you mean. I, Amy and I aren't well represented. Yes, we're not. Today. We're not um, well represented in uh, the uh, in media, should yeah. we say? Uh, yeah, and if you know either one of us, you'll know. You'll why. know why. You'll know why. Yeah. But yeah, I just. I just really wish there was more like like a Christmas character like learning having to like deal with like 
saying that, actually saying that, it's not a Disney film. Um, but there is a film. It came out about three years ago now. And it is the Power Rangers film. And one of the characters actually has uh, sensitivity to both noise and sound. And he actually becomes a superhero, which is amazing. Because I think it's the Power Rangers. Poor Power Rangers would do it. Speaking of which, we need to do a Netflix party with that. Yes, we do. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Side note. We are kids at heart. Yes. Me especially. Yeah. (laughs) Given that I'm a lot older. Yeah. So. Um, Yeah, which I have to admit, I was really happy about. But it was kind of disappointing in some ways on how they handled it. Because they kind of did... uh, very stereotypical things. Saying that, there is actually a TV series and the main character actually has noise sensitivity and uh, light sensitivity. Wait, who is it? Uh, what's it called? Who's the character? Oh, the character's called Sean. Sean oh, Murphy. Okay. That's the character's name. Played okay. by played by um, Freddie Heimel. Who is actually British, I believe. Which I didn't know until I watched Charlie and Chocolate Factory. Because yeah. <laughs> in that. Yeah. And the other thing that I should probably mention, that the Christmas, the Power Rangers Christmas movie came out in the 90s, so do you think they did good for what was known at the time, or like the stereotypes? Not really. Because, let's be honest, the 90s what what it wasn't not a lot was known about it so they couldn't really represent it well for that reason but it's still very disappointing actually a lot more awareness is there's a lot more awareness now which is good but when you look back on the films and realize it actually came out in your lifetime it's a bit oh I thought it would. Um, uh, I thought things would have improved more then, if that makes sense. It does. It's definitely like hard to like look at like certain like '90s like TV shows and see like some of the jokes that were put in. Oh my god! Yeah. Especially you coming, well, being born in the '90s, you grew up with all that. With grew up with all that. Yes, I did. Me being born in 2001, didn't see a whole lot of it. Like there was like more awareness coming. Yeah, I think I think that's actually the big difference. um, Is that our experiences with media are very different simply for because we were born uh, in two different um, centuries, if you like. Because I was born at the end of the 20th century, and you were born. At the beginning of the 21st. Yeah. Amy's a millennial. I'm Gen Z. Yep. So. To make it a bit easier. I was eight when uh, Jane was born. (laughs) Yep. So. Gotta love age gaps. (laughs) Yep. 
but I find I get along better with like people older or younger than me it's like never my own age yeah my actually saying that um when I was a teenager and a child if I had a day off school for whatever reason I used to go into work with my mum who was a teacher and I often got on a lot better with the kids that she would teach which were so elementary school age I believe in America yeah, yeah. so like grade one grade two that's yeah that's six to seven right yeah yeah because we start school a bit earlier and then America. so you start school earlier in the UK than you do in America um anyway and I actually found that you know I could talk to the kids a lot better and also people older than me as well so it's a it's an interesting uh thing I believe yeah so and I think also, I don't know about Jane, but I think also my experience is I was actually one of the, and like, although so in like my extended family, I'm probably one of the youngest, younger um, children. So I think that also had an effect. So like, if I go to see my aunt, all my cousins are a lot older. So, yeah, I spent a lot more time with them than people my own age. So I think yeah. that also would have had, maybe not such a massive effect, but I do think that it does have an effect. Not negatively at all, but just in, like, perception and how you talk to people. Yeah. Yeah. So, anything else you want to add? I do hope that Disney makes like more, obviously like more Christmas movies, but also more like representation. We could honestly do a whole episode on representation. Yeah, I think Disney that's good. Movie. Side note: talk about that after the, po- after the episodes <laughs> finished recording. But that you brought up a good point. Yeah. On all different things, it's not just one thing I think this is brilliant but there's not a lot of good representation I can't pronounce that word representation thank you yeah um as a whole if you consider every race and uh gender and uh I can't think of what else I'm trying to think of. Uh, and all the other. Um, I don't want to say. So it's like. So it's a. What am I trying to say? Like minority groups? Yes, thank you. Literally get there. Yeah, Disney don't have a lot of uh, films about minority groups, which I really do feel like they should do more of. Even if it is just like a Disney, even if it's just a Disney Plus movie or Disney Plus TV series, I really do feel like they should do more 
Uh, like Aladdin, example. That was yeah. that, that was set in the Middle East. So, um, in um, Agrabah. Uh, yep. Yeah. We could do a whole episode on. Yes, we could actually. <laughs> There's a whole load of things you could you could go into about that. <laughs> uh, so I think I'll just leave it there and leave that for for another episode. Yeah. I'd say this is probably the end. We, this is a lot longer than our first episode, so yeah, stuck around long. Thank you. Yeah, it is longer. Uh, yeah. I'd like to thank Jaina for um, uh, setting it up. So yeah, thanks, Amy, for joining, <laughs> even though it is like eleven seventeen your time. It is. <laughs> uh, so I'm probably gonna go and get into uh, my PJs and watch Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> that is my plan. I'm gonna go eat dinner and just continue my Star Wars marathon. Uh, and what? still probably talk to Amy because, well, what else do we do? <laughs> yes, we talk to each other a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's honestly made 2020 better. Yeah, I I totally agree with that. So we'll see you next see you next week. Yeah, see you next week.